Hey, and welcome everybody to our first live stream. Uh, I hope you guys can uh, can see me. Uh, if you can see me, say something in the in the chat. If there's anybody in chat. Uh, anyway, without further ado, hey uh, Jesse, welcome back to another Steve, episode. How you doing? Uh, uh, happy New Year! Uh, yeah. Belated New Year. It's good to be back. Yeah, sorry guys, we took a few minutes to uh, to get the stream live. Yeah, uh, uh, from what but... I can see, it's it's live. I'm I'm watching it in a browser window. So all right, we should uh, be live. We have one viewer. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to start this uh, live stream with. Uh, with a moment of silence for our beloved friend and uh, package maintainer on the AUR, Jonathan, who was responsible for all, over 200 packages over there, uh, one of which being the, uh, the, Linux, the uh, NVIDIA uh, legacy drivers, like 470, 390, and backwards. Uh, so we're going to take five seconds of silence in his memory. To you, brother, may uh, many others like you uh, show up on uh, in the Linux world. We need more people like you. Uh, anyway, anyway uh, let me start by saying uh, this is uh, since this is our first live stream. Um, it's we're we're starting it uh, with a bang. We're going to be at the end of the at the end of the forty five minutes. It's going to be a forty five minute podcast episode this time around because we need to dedicate another forty five minutes to play a game. Yeah, so uh, about that. And the game is uh, Red Eclipse. We tried it yesterday on a test stream. It was fun, but we were being massacred because <laughs> we're just we're just casual gamers. We're not actual gamers. But I need to ask uh, the chat. Uh, how's our stream? Uh, is there any delay? Do you notice any delay? Because I can see a little bit of delay on the uh, OBS. I think that's mostly just going to be the recording lag because we know what we're doing real time. Yeah, but I want to see if what stream is perfect. Uh, okay. Yeah, Gamer King says it's good. Hip Dad's here. Hey, hey Hip Dad. Welcome, guys, uh, to our very first live stream. <laughs> I hope everything is uh, going all right. I didn't have a chance to, to play the intro with the music because we, I cut it too close uh, where I was building the kernel and started, uh, installing the TKG kernel. Like a, like a true Linux nerd. I mean, if you're going to push it close, a kernel build is fair, I think. Yeah. Uh, so... There's a yeah, truck going by my house. Yeah, I can hear that. It's nice. It's like ambient sounds. Yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna need we're gonna need some medics when we go play Red Eclipse because we got our asses kicked yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't kick us off the servers once we uh, join. I don't think so. They're just gonna laugh because we're not very good. And that's yeah. Okay. Well. Uh... 
what happened in the Linux world since the beginning of the year till now for 13 days? And I know, guys, it's Friday the 13th. Oh, uh, you're uh, all you supernatural people who believe in the supernatural and whatever. I don't believe in such things, so I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, I was reading an article this morning, actually, that I didn't get it to tell you about. What article? I, I just barely skimmed it over, and I'll have to send it to you so we can put it in the show notes. Yeah. But I was reading that uh, the Linux kernel is faded, phasing out the RNDIS drivers for like yeah. uh, virtual USB uh, Ethernet devices. Like uh, you would have seen it with mobile tethering with a cable. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they're only using native Linux protocol for it now and dropping support for the uh, RNDIS because apparently it's really insecure and you can just have a bad time. Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, recently, they've been pulling a lot of drivers, uh, support for a lot of drivers due uh, to security issues. And it's for some reason, it's all starting with Fedora. Fedora pulls, everybody pulls. Uh, and we're not talking about the X-Rated pulling out. We're talking about pulling out the drivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I guess Fedora is getting it from, you know, Red Hat and CentOS. So I think we're going to probably see a general tightening up all across. Yeah, uh, especially that 90% of what Arch uses or any Arch, uh, any Linux distro is using comes first from the uh, from uh, Red Hat then trickles down to whatever distro is being right, used. Right. Uh, but other than that, uh, I read a lot of uh, articles about uh, Fedora having new spins. More new spins? Yes, Budgie being one of them. Well, you know Budgie is near and dear to my heart, so... Yeah, uh, which reminds me, How's Zero G doing with you? Zero G is doing fantastic. Uh, I just did a fresh install yesterday or the day no. before because yeah. I wanted to see how it felt after I built it with your instructions. And yeah. it was great. And building didn't uh, yeah. it went without a hitch and everything has worked. Because yeah. I, need, I need a lot of my, uh, a lot of users to understand that the tool works. The ABS tool, the Arch, uh, the Arch ISO build tool yeah. works fine. If you are having any issues, uh, it must be on your end. Because I had two users. For some reason, it, it, when, when it reaches the step where it's checking if Arch ISO is installed and which version... Uh, it just fails at that no. step for them because it couldn't connect. No, because it couldn't connect to the internet for some reason. Weird. Yeah. yeah the, so the only thing that I did not like was okay. having to be on an Arch-based distro to build it in the first place. Unfortunately, we cannot do anything about that. Right. Uh, it's a because great tool, in... but like if if we wanted to have say a Windows user come over to zero G, we just don't have that. Oh, here's where it gets interesting. Uh, they don't need to be on an Arch-based distro on the desktop as a host. They can just install Arch in a VM and build it. Granted, it's going to take 20 times as longer to, to build because, you know, a right. virtual machine is Actually, virtualized. You know what I think I want to test then? We should test it under Arch installed because you have Windows as well, right? 
Yeah. Do you, do, are you on 11? Yeah. I want to see how it builds under WSL2 instead of... Oh, good, good idea. That's probably the way I would have a Windows user. Because, because WSL has full access to your hardware. Yes, so it'll be closer to bare metal. I think that's oh. the way I would do it if I was on Windows. What do you guys think in the chat? Do you, would you be comfortable installing uh, WSL2 instead of, say, VirtualBox or something like that on your Windows? How would you? Uh, and uh, to answer uh, Teddy, uh, Teddy, uh, I, I, I don't understand why I have two zero hellos in, uh, in the app menu. A lot of reviewers noticed that. Yeah, but... I've seen that too. Yeah, I don't know why it's pulling two dot desktop for some reason. I'll have to check with the developer of the app. Thanks for the yeah. uh, heads up. But yeah, Teddy is bringing up the same uh, yeah same WSL as well. So I think we're onto something there. Yeah, WSL is like building on something like Linode, only it's local. Right. So it's it's not. Not going to be exactly bare metal, but probably a lot closer. I know. Uh, what's his name? Chris uh, Titus Tech uh, made a video on how to access Linux partitions on Windows. The way you do it is you, uh, well, with WSL2, you share it. Right. But, you, but the only drawback is that you have to basically install a whole distro to mount a partition but so you know you don't need to install a whole disk yeah it's it's a it's a bad idea to, to i didn't want to, to insinuate that when i said you have to be on an arch-based distro what i meant was you have to be on whatever arch uh, sure, sure. it could be double it could be now that you mention it it could be wsl2 it could be any sort of arch uh, <laughs> what oh <laughs> hip dad window sucks longer yeah <laughs> Oh, hip dad, you 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 crack me up. Oh yeah. You're, you're, he's I, my he he's my favorite uh, clown. Nice. Yeah, I gotta say, you know, just a few minutes in already, and the live format and being able to interact with people that are listening or watching what we're doing, this is a lot of fun. I like this. Yes, that's why I would like to announce to people, since it's going so well. If we uh, end, we reach the end without any issues. Zero bytes will be a weekly live podcast every week, and you, we, we agreed on a time. Yeah. It's going to be on every Saturday at ten a.m. Yeah. Start uh, starting next week onwards. Really excited. It's awesome to see people uh, in the chat and having to answer their questions because we can't always come up with the topics for the for the podcast so the the viewers will help us come up with some yeah but uh, continuing on the uh, uh, on the linux talk before we start gaming uh i want to i want to start talking about the uh, so what ha uh, ha how zero g has been doing so far uh well i'm glad to announce i have reached almost 700 dollars because of uh zero g uh, uh, and it's doing very well it's uh apparently and to my surprise 
uh, more stable than KDE. Not, I, mean, I don't mean by desktop environment, I mean by uh, hardware support. It supports Wayland on NVIDIA better. It supports uh, Pipewire better. Bluetooth devices better. Yeah. It's, I'm like, it's uh, definitely, definitely been a better platform when I stream without you, actually. Yeah. It's just Zero G addressed all the concerns that I had about Zero for the most part. Uh, yeah, a lot of people mentioned uh, who got it mentioned said the same thing. Yeah, it's like uh, for for some odd reason, although the same packages for basically drivers and Bluetooth and so on are the same between KDE and GNOME, but apparently GNOME supports it better than KDE does. I don't understand how, but oh well, I'm learning. <laughs> uh is it is it using the same implementations of things like dbus and all that too yeah uh all the different the only difference between the zero uh kde and zero g is the kde packages are gone and the gnome packages uh, are uh, replace them well, so sure, but, i mean i didn't do anything to the config no but i didn't do anything to you know we do know that that uh Kwin can be temperamental at the best of times. Yeah, that that's that's without saying. Uh, but uh, I'm talking about hardware support. How can the hardware be supportive better on GNOME than KDE if the same drivers and backend stuff are being used on both ISOs? Because I just it's still GNOME interacting with it on the surface level. Interesting. I'm learning. I'm learning new things. But uh, yeah, GNOME is. Uh, proving to be oh, more stable. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, thank you, Gamer King. So, Steve, our names are missing. Oh, yeah, I did that on purpose. Uh, after five episodes, people remember our names. And I say, hi, Jesse, you call me by my name. So no need for names anymore. Uh, because every time I change layout, I have to re-add them. <laughs> I'm too lazy. Uh, so thank you, Gamer King. But... I'm going to say something in Arabic, so excuse me, guys. It's only targeted to Gamer King. Done. Uh, so, uh, with, with that being said, yeah, Zero G is doing better than I have ever expected it to. Uh, although, uh, I, came, I came to it after having forgotten everything about GNOME. I used to have a GNOME edition back in the day. It was so heavily customized, it was unstable. Yeah. Uh, and but it's so funny, you know, after after you and I started working together more, it's very, very funny to have heard you say, you know, even on stream with me, that there will never be a gnome edition of Zero Linux. Okay, shoot me. No, no, it's it's just it's funny. No, never say never. Yeah. That's uh, the thing. And and since it's our first live episode, I would like to announce something new. There's a possibility, don't take my word for it, there's a possibility it's in, it's in the cooking phases right now, it's in the decision-making phases. Zero Linux might end up having community spins. Oh. We're starting off a little bit on the light side, with awesome WM. You did say you were, uh, for this year, you were going to be focusing on window managers. 
and learning those? Uh, yeah, but except community editions will be created by uh, contribu contributors uh, to the project and maintained by them, not by me. All I do is build the ISO, host the packages, but uh, support and everything that comes with it is provided by uh, the, the, the contributors themselves. Uh, so we're starting, uh, I saw a video today uh, showing off what can be done with Awesome WM, and I'm currently discussing it with someone on my server. Uh, may, maybe, if all goes well, this will be the first uh, community spin of Zero Linux. But don't expect me to provide support for it, because that's not going to be created by me, just hosted by me. The rest is on the contributor. If, if they want to provide support, uh, all good. If they don't, well, it's up to the users to figure things out. But uh, we're, we're working on the idea. It's not yet confirmed, does but... That mean, does that mean budgies on the table too? No, that's, uh, I'm... No, I'm not going to say never. Uh, I'm not just going to say, right, not currently. Right now, it's more WMs okay. uh, because we have or we already have two desktop environments. Right. We want to so branch out into... It's really just, just absolutely killing it right now. Yeah. And I saw a video today about that Unity 7.7 .7 Community Edition is, for Ubuntu is coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really, really excited about that. Uh, sound too low for you. If you oh, uh, it's because I have. Okay, it should be better now. Okay, can it's you guys hear me end. better now? Yeah, but I lowered the volume for desktop audio because we were playing a game. It was too loud. Oh right, right. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited for Unity coming back. I liked it. Yeah, and to, to think that it's a kid maintaining it. Hey, somebody's got to do it. A kid, a twelve-year-old kid. Hey, I'm like, get wow. That kid, get that kid a job at Canonical. <laughs> like, he's an now. Uh, uh, Unity is uh, now an official spin of Ubuntu now. Yeah, I think that's just that's really really cool. And you know, the code base for Unity sat like unmodified for a long time. Yeah, when he was first bringing it back. And uh, uh, the reason for that was because the the users stopped using it as much as they used to. Yeah. Uh, well, Ubuntu and, shifted back towards GNOME, so. And I I am I am here, live on stream. Going to say uh, admit how wrong I was about GNOME. Oh. I don't usually admit the, my wrongs, but I was really, really wrong about uh, GNOME. At least they have proven this time around with GNOME 43 that GNOME matters. Yeah. And they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. They're amazing. And okay, uh, it's not for the tinkerers, it's not for the. Uh, uh, people who like to mess around with their system. It's for people who just want to use their system. Yeah, I mean, and this and is it's, the whole... it's really, really good for that. But uh, I'm going to take a step back so we can have your mandatory five minutes about uh, Libet Vita. No, I'm not going to talk about Libet Vita. But uh, this, uh, the, uh, now I'm starting to understand more and more uh, 
the reason for norms existence. Norms exists only for those people who just want to install uh, their OS and get up and running without having any issues. But with that being said, if you start tinkering with that system, expecting it to have a lot of customization options, uh, you're in for a bad time. That's true. Uh, Gnome extensions yeah. go wrong very quickly. Yeah, like uh, PopShell. I was uh, going to include PopShell for the next release of Zero G. Uh, although PopShell, if you build the, the Git uh, the Git version from the AUR, uh, it still has some bugs. Did you build the System76 driver and all that first? It, it includes System76, Pop something, uh, Pop shortcuts and other dependencies yeah i okay. built those because you actually uh, have to there's some weird dependencies i yeah i didn't tell you but i actually tried pop os a little while back and i really 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 like how it handles optimus i like how it handles laptop power management and given that a second try might be a good idea for people like uh myself and you in a few months are going to have yeah. an optimus machine so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna say we should probably put a pin in that and come back to it when you have the hardware. Yeah, but the pop shell uh, the the extension uh, for uh, still has bugs with GNOME 43. Yeah. Uh, what the developer or yeah the developer of pop shell did was just unlock the ability to install it on GNOME 43, but he didn't modify the code much. So some bugs are expected. Right. Uh, that's why I decided to wait it out until GNOME 44 uh, in March. Uh, or early April because I wait for the second dot uh, dot release. Yeah. Uh, and see if PopShell works and the guy updated it. I will test it before including it. If it doesn't work, I'll wait until it's updated because there's no there's no sense in releasing zero uh, G with the same stuff. Uh, I right. just need to add PopShell, modify a few settings on the back end, and then update it update the code so people build the updated version uh, but until then the ISO will remain the same I'm not touching it it's uh, it will be uh, this is how it will be provided so the, uh, yeah I think if you I've, download seen, I've seen some security updates in the last day or so yeah there's a lot of updates but I'm saying for the people who uh, donate to get the ISO they will have a, sh a lot of updates to do before uh, after install I mean well, so, yeah. so you're doing especially that. that yeah, Mesa right? got updated. Yeah, Mesa got updated recently. So, uh, this is very important because uh, GNOME uses Mutter, and if Mesa and Mutter are not in sync, uh, it, it will have a little, a few issues like KWIN, like Mutter right. will crash or yeah, stuff like that. But other than that, uh, I'm learning a lot about GNOME. Uh, GNOME is so easy to uh, once you follow their uh, philosophy it's very easy to uh, to play around you stick to their philosophy don't mess a lot with extensions uh, and use it as is it's super easy it's super simple uh, and now i understand yeah. the lack of feature uh, features in the in the desktop environment like nautilus doesn't have a lot of uh, options because it's not supposed to. It's uh, it's supposed to be used as a file manager. 
Right. Not not like a, a, an advanced tool to do anything. If you want advanced, there's a lot of right. other file managers you can install from right. anywhere. Well, that's so, the beauty of Linux. There's always a tool to do what you need to do. Yeah. So uh, I love GNOME. It's yeah. my secondary uh, desktop environment. Uh, whenever I feel I'm in a bind, I just install GNOME. I know I can get up and running within minutes. Yeah. Uh, especially that you, uh, with your recommendation for backing up OBS settings to Google Drive, that saved my hind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, since I'm all, you know, I have so many different OSs that I play with, I had to do it because, you know, if I'm in the middle of screwing around and I have a stream to do, I need to pull that config quickly. Yeah. So, that's, uh, and I mean, you but, too, we're, we're both tinkerers. Yeah. And speaking of tinkering, I just... I've been using this uh, website called Photopea or Photopea, however you want to um, pronounce it. Because uh, I come from a, I'm a photo Photoshop user and I hate those people who keep comparing, uh, what's it called, GIMP to Photoshop. I want to strangle them. We've been it has doing nothing... that for what, 20 years now and it's just not the same. It's not the same. If you expect a Photoshop user to you uh, to launch GIMP and be up and running in seconds, no, no it's, GIMP, never, it's not going to happen. GIMP's layout has always felt very cumbersome. I don't like it. Yeah, uh, it, and the layers and the way of doing things right. is I mean, so. But Photoshop does layers too, but it's done better differently. Yeah, in Photoshop, it's much easier to understand, especially for people who come from Windows. Yeah. Uh, use if I had to use GIMP, I would go back to Windows. <laughs> it's so bad. With Photopea, uh, it's a clone of Photoshop, straight up clone of yep. Photoshop. Uh, what I did was I installed Web App Manager. It's an app on the uh, on the Arch repositories, uh, and then you create a uh, an app, a web app because it allows you to create a web application. Uh, you just use photopea.com and then open it. And it, it, what I love about Photopea is it, it, you can access your Google Drive directly from within uh, the app. Uh, so what I did was once I created the web app, I gave it the Photoshop icon and called it Photoshop because <laughs> it's a straight up clone. It's a straight up clone. Yeah. Uh, so it's easier for me to create uh, the thumbnails for my for for my videos. Uh, it it's it saved me. Yeah, uh, a lot of before. Yeah, uh, I had to switch to Windows, use Photoshop, come back to come back to Linux. Now I don't have to. I, I hear nothing but good things. I think I'm going to give it a try. It's definitely a lot of people in the Twitch community use it. Yeah, and uh, the only annoying part of it, because it is at the same time proprietary, because there's no open source behind it. It's just a website, uh, and it has a lot of ads. To remove the ads, you have to pay. Right. So, but using ad blockers, you end up with an empty space on the side. You won't see the ads, but the space is empty, so you cannot get rid of it. But and you will get constant annoying pop-ups telling you, "Oh, you've been in the app for so uh, so and so long. Uh, do you want to uh, support us by paying three dollars a month or something?" Um, I I don't see those anymore. I got so used uh, so used to them. I just don't see them. 
I just hit enter without, uh, whenever I get that pop-up, I hit enter, continue working. <laughs> to everything that is yeah. awesome, there are uh, a few caveats here and, here and sure. there. Uh, but it, sa it saved me a lot of hassle to, from, uh, it saved me from having to learn something from scratch, which has, would, would have taken much, much longer. Did you ever use Krita before Photopea? Yeah, uh, Krita is more like uh, Adobe Illustrator. Yeah, I've heard uh, that people get along better with Krita than they do with GIMP. Yeah, I tried Krita, but I couldn't understand. It's more like a paint tool. It's paint brushes, and yeah. I don't draw. I just edit pictures. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. Oh, hey, Sprungles. Yeah. Hey, uh, Chatters, what do you guys use for your image management and creation? What do you guys do? Because we yeah, can't what be it... the only two people making graphics under our Linux distros. And why are you called Springles over here? Are you the chips guy? <laughs> anyway, uh, while we wait for a response. Uh, oh, you, Gamer King, you use GIMP. Huh. Okay. Good. Hold it, cool. holding out for the old school solution. Okay. Yeah, just I found GIMP to be just horrid. Oh, Inkscape. Yeah, Inkscape, Inkscape is. Nope. There's Inkscape. There's uh, another w one called uh, Photoshop uh, CC on my phone. Okay. I've actually, the other day Photoshop I used CC. Adobe Scan on my phone, and that was cool. Adobe Scan, you scan documents and you can edit the text right. on them. And and yeah. uh, well, you know you know what I was working on, so you know why yeah. I had to be doing that. But but uh, yeah, it just treats your phone image, your phone sensor like a like a scanner now. Yeah, uh, I have the same thing. Uh, I have an application that uh, I pay for, uh, but it's only a dollar ninety nine. It's not right. much. Right, right. Uh, it's on iOS. It's called uh, CamCard. Okay. Uh, CamCard is the last part of it says what it is. Here's uh, editing on my phone, so I know. Wow, using your phone. Did you use it in uh, in desktop experience? How did? What was that like? Krita uh, is more for drawings and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have done some YouTube thumbnails in GIMP, and I mean, if you have nothing else, you can get it done. You can you can also use uh, Canva, an online service. Oh yeah, well Canva Canva is like a lighter version of Photopea, right? Where it's not quite a Photoshop clone. No, it's more it's more like something you introduced me to yesterday. What it's like more like elements? Yes. Huh. I would not have thought of comparing them like that. Because you have templates, ready-made templates. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. You, mo you, you modify whatever you want in them, and you have a section where you can upload your own art to apply. So this is what I use to create my thumbnails uh, for, for my videos. I just okay. have an, a saved template that I created using their templates, modified. Uh, and then I modify them as I need to. I just remove one element, put another element. Uh, and speaking of uh, elements... So uh, kind of what you did uh, to uh, Arch. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of stream elements, uh, in the next few days, you need to teach me because 
I'm getting into streaming uh, my gaming a lot these days. Yeah. Today and tomorrow. Go. Today and tomorrow, I'm gonna be uh, resuming God of War. Nice. Uh, I just. Uh, I hope by next weekend, uh, I can we can sit together and get my overlay w while I'm gaming set up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh... I have the intro and the pause created as I showed you. But... Yeah, well, you stole them from me. <laughs> I am so glad, you know, it's really fun though, because, you know, we just have such similar aesthetics that we like. I was not surprised at all. It's a good, it's a good template. It looks good. It's an amazing template. I fell in love with it when I, when you showed it to me. Yeah. Um, Melissa and I... came by while I was playing in stream elements the first time. She's like, hold on, stop. You need to change to that right now. Well, I have to admit, I kept looking and looking and looking on stream elements. I noticed that the, the free uh, the free templates they have uh, they have them as a whole theme and then they have uh, they have them se separated by elements. I couldn't find anything that could that is good. There's only the one that you showed me that is good. I've created a monster. Hip Dad says. Yeah, you created a monster. You you. It's him who made me stream my uh, stream my games. You know I what? blame yeah, him. That's right. Yeah. He played Diablo and World of Warcraft uh, on Twitch, and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. So uh, any chance I'll be able to get you to come over and play Rocket League with me? Rocket what? What's Rock that? Rocket League. So so you're basically doing battle, uh, battle soccer with cars. Is that like the Top Gear episode where they played with a giant ball? Yes. Their cars? Yes. Uh, kind of, yeah. But like uh, when you make a goal, the ball explodes. Uh, there's there's all this ridiculous stuff. It's hilarious. Oh. Uh, so you have to kick the ball with the hood of your car? Or the tail of the car. Or you can flip the car over or do a barrel. Oh, the ball. cars don't get damaged. Oh, no. Oh, so God mode on the cars. Yes. But... Hmm. Unless you run full speed into another car with your nitrous enabled, then the two cars explode and you respawn. Wow. Uh, okay. It's absolutely uh... wild and it works. Uh, it works with Proton under Heroic Launcher. It's an epic game, but there's oh, no uh, there's no anti cheat and it's free to play. It's an it's an epic game. Yes, it's an epic game and it's an epic game. Not gonna play that. Oh, I don't like it. gonna install GNOME either, so I'll just keep working at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, tell you why. Because I uh, every time I, I have a, I have a bandwidth issue. Nice, Hip Dad. Uh, Hip Dad what? knows a uh, pro Rocket League player. That's cool. You should uh, you should install it and uh, come hang out with us. Tell Steve to play Rocket League. Well, I tried. I have a bandwidth issue. I, ha I have only uh, 600 gigabytes a month. Uh, oh, well, that game's a hog. You might want to be careful then. Uh, exactly. Uh, there's a lot. Epic, especially Epic. While I'm playing a game, there's. Uh, oh, there you go. Uh, you just disappeared. No, you that, came back. That was me. I made an adjustment. Okay. So. Uh, there is no way to throttle downloads in Epic the way you can on Steam. 
So you'll be, you'll be playing the game and there's an update. It starts downloading the update in the background and it hogging your, uh, your internet. And yeah. uh, I used to play SnowRunner on, on Epic. Uh, I used to use around 10 gigs uh, every, every uh, three hours. Wow. Uh, yeah, just by running the game. I was like, nah. 10 gigs? Yeah, what, Epic what is... What resolution uh, were you... Oh, my God. 1080, uh, the way I play all my games. Yeah. Uh, but because I have a 1080. Uh, okay. Right. I am... For some reason, my Pebble Watch died on a Pebble Beach. Uh, my 1080 can only run 1080p graphics. So similar names for everything I have. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it started sucking a lot of bandwidth. So I was like, Epic, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. But we, so, we can't play Fortnite. We can't play... Uh, there's a lot of Epic exclusives that we cannot play because uh, of it hogging my internet. And anti-cheat. Uh, but I was surprised and I'm going to pick up my jaw. <laughs> when, I inst uh, when I copied over God of War from Windows, from a Windows drive, because you cannot play uh, games on an NTFS drive on Linux... Uh, because of the permissions issue. So I copied it over to, to my uh, two terabyte uh, game drive on Linux. Uh, and I launched, I launched it in Steam because I purchased the game. It ran right out of the box. Yeah. I, I didn't configure Proton. I, didn't, I just enabled Proton and that's all. Yeah. I didn't need to use Proton GE. I didn't need to, to use Heroic or Bottles or Lutris or any of those. So I'm I'm like gaming has come so far on it Linux. really it's, really has. And it's running at 60 fps. Yeah. I don't need it to run at higher. I'm I'm like eh I I've been playing at 60 fps all my life. I'm I'm used to it. Yeah. So uh I'm like okay, so it runs. So I decided to stream it. Yeah. <laughs> it took me 5 hours to kill one boss. Hey, but you did it, and you didn't cheat. Ah, yeah, I miss my cheats. No, no, no. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna stop that. <laughs> but I don't play online. I'm a single player, 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 player. Uh, Fortnite will be I... player. Hold on, Hip Dad says uh, Fortnite will be playable in Linux before the year is out. What is Fortnite? Uh, it's, it's, a I know what it is. I was just kidding. <laughs> I'm hunting uh, for hate, hate comments. Uh, <laughs> I'm hunting for hate comments. <laughs> fucking troll. Uh, zero, try having your internet get throttled, uh, your router. There are usually options to do that. Uh, uh, Sprungles, you think I have a good router? I have my ISP router, which only has settings turn internet on, turn internet off. Okay, give me a better router. Give me money to get a better router. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, I I do with what I have. Yeah. So and I love the fact that in Steam you can just pause the downloads, and in Battle.net you can pause the downloads while you're gaming. I uh, wonder. I wonder if uh, if you can configure in uh, Etsy hosts if there's something you can do for. Things going to a specific domain get yeah. I tried that method. There's there there used to be a patch in the old days on Windows, but on, on Linux 
that uh, added a lot of uh, IP addresses to the and URLs to the uh, to the host file. Yeah. But but now if you do that, uh, you can no longer log into the game. Okay. So they haven't updated that thing on GitHub for eight years now. <laughs> so yeah. ISP routers, oh god, you must be suffering. Yes, I am, yeah. Springles. Yes, I am. Uh, in Ireland, it was worse. In Ireland, the ISP router was a box that received the connection via coaxial <laughs> connection on the back. And when you log into it, what, where it actually logs in is on their remote server with options to change the IP, uh, uh, change it from DHCP to static, and that's it. That's wow. all the options you have. Enable Wi-Fi, disable Wi-Fi. That's it. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I, I have something a little bit better here. I can control the uh, latency, but I cannot limit uh, bandwidth or anything. I can just control the latency. Uh, yeah, I've had that ISP router for the past 22 years. Wow. Since 2000. Uh, because here, Internet does not move the way abroad right. here every every 50 years it jumps one generation forward so we're still on dsl so we need a landline to get our connection in right right so yeah uh, other than that uh, there's hasn't been much happening in the linux world uh so uh i think uh uh we have you, you have anything to say about your top threes before we start uh, blowing each oh, yeah. other up? Well, my top threes have been just only one. <laughs> it's been Photopea. I've been using it a lot yeah. uh, to, to create my thumbnails, but that's about it. Uh, guys, uh, for everybody who tuned in live, we're going to start the game but it will not make it into the uh into the end of the uh into the video uh, once it's uh pushed to youtube uh the the video on youtube will end right here so i'll once this is done i'll be deleting the the live and re-uploading the uh the version without the gaming section uh so this is a bonus for you guys yeah who, thank uh, you for joining us in. Live. thanks for hanging out with us guys you get to do i know we didn't stuff yeah i didn't i know we didn't talk too much uh too much linux news but uh thank you for hanging out uh we're gonna do the closing right here and we'll see you afterwards for the gaming sesh of the century <laughs> we'll be playing a game called red eclipse Yep. So, so you all know. Anyway, thank you for hanging in uh, with us. Uh, you'll find me, you know, the usual places like Discord, Mastodon, and uh, for the time being, I'm still on Twitter. I'm gonna delete my account soon. Uh, <laughs> and finally, I would like to say that currently the podcast website is under construction. That's why you see the YouTube URL URL instead of the podcast website URL. Yep. Uh, once that's up, back up and running, uh, this will be uh, reverted back. Uh, so see you guys on the flip side. All right. Peace.